Dan. What? Look behind us. Behind us. Where? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, it's a, a bear. bear. Da, da. And look, look. I, I've heard. Hang on. Wait, wait. I've heard. Oh, yes. What we have to do is don't do what its prey does. What does its prey do? It runs. The prey always runs. Okay. So we need to do exactly the opposite. Yep. I'll hold it. You hit it. In the face. In the face. Grégoire et Dan Biston sont sûrement plus intelligents que ça. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, episode 4.0. Talking over me now. Yeah, you know. It's the beginning of episode four. <gasps> that's pretty exciting. That's epis- three months. That's well, we're doing pretty well. As in most, I, I think most podcasts don't last more than three. So we've broken the curse. Yeah. And I'm basing it on no facts. I realise that's not actually. Ba- I just my brain just pulled that number out of nowhere. I don't know where I got that from. I thought this was a show was all about facts. Yes, it is. And I know stuff that you can trust. I know. Believe. Well, we we try to, but just that bit wasn't. No. I've got a surprise <laughs> for you. Ooh, what? I'll show you. Ooh. Oh God, what's he doing? No, he's he's got something. <sighs> I, no, he's got a box, ladies and gentlemen. It's a box. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcasting universe, I am holding in my hand the official Smart Enough to Know Better business card. It's a beautiful thing, and you should get one immediately. It's a comedy card. It's a, it's a com- no, I, I, I think It's printed on the skin of dead clowns. That's a, ooh, that's, a, that's dark. But no, I'll go with that. That's fantastic. That's very beautiful. I like that. Yeah, it's very nice. I'm concerned that the front is a bit muddy myself, but, uh, you know. Oh, well. Hey, there's, there's now 2,500 of them. <laughs> I, and I Each one, know, I, about approximately 3.4 cents. Nice. So, dear listener, if you want one of these cards, get in contact with us and we will try and get you one. You know what we'll do? Yeah. Ooh. What we'll do is if you email us, we will send you an envelope with as many cards as you can possibly put in an envelope before it goes up from the 55 cents. Brilliant. We will do size. that. That's a, that's a promise. That's a promise. That's a promise. That's a if smart you, enough to know about yeah. a promise. If you give us your address, yeah. where you live and <laughs> sleep at night. That's right. And whether you, you s- could trust us <laughs> to send you a mysterious package. That's right. And tell the police about it. Mm. No, I like those. They're very nice. And I already know someone who actually used it, as in not just friends. I know someone who asked me recently, oh, do you have a card? Because they wanted to look at the podcast. And I went, uh, no. No. But now I'm not Because we weren't professional. Yes. Yeah. It's much nicer. Good. And you go, yes, I do. And you open up your wallet and go, I don't have it on me. Well, yeah, well, no, I'll be, I'll, I carry my bag now. I carry ah. them in my man bag. Everywhere I go now, they're just in there. Well, they will be. I, not these ones, but they. other cards I have. Yes. Very exciting. Are you trying to lose weight? Have you tried every diet and fad from Atkins to Zumba, but to no effect? Well, now science comes to the rescue with... Albert Einstein's Relativity Weight Loss Program. Using our patented light speed technology, other people in a different frame of reference will notice the kilograms melt away as your velocity decreases. It's a guaranteed fact. You will lose mass. Don't believe us? Then listen to this happy customer. When I first saw my girlfriend, she was near Alpha Centauri and was traveling at 99.99999% the speed of light. For just over eight years, she was on the Albert Einstein Relativity Weight Loss Program as she slowed down to match my velocity here on our wedding day. 
I have watched her shed 145,275 kilograms of mass as she decelerated. Even better, she only looks like she has aged 1.3 days in those eight years. Thanks, Thanks. Einstein. Get relatively thin with Albert Einstein's Relativity Weight Loss Program. It's time for the Walk of Shame. Walk of Shame! I have been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, yes, I know. A month. I know this one already. As soon as we finished the last podcast, my brain went, everything you said in the last podcast was probably wrong. So, Indeed. And I, I, yes, go on, go on. Last podcast, you said that August was the last <sighs> month in 83 <laughs> years yes, yes. that had five weekends in a row. And it's wrong. And I know it's At the wrong. time, I went, what's the funniest thing I can respond to that? Yes. But then when I was editing it, I went, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. That's Number one, there aren't five weekends in August. It was Yes, it was some Sundays. But the whole thing's wrong. The whole thing's wrong. Oh, don't, you're, you're ruining it. I, oh, okay. I'll tell you oh. what's wrong. <laughs> I've been looking for. Don't you, okay, don't you steal this I'm away? No, 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 I'm not going to steal away from you. But what I what I will say is, before we go into the long, because uh, I think yes, I'm looking over there and Dan's little notepad. Dan's got a very long diatribe to explain how wrong I am, which is great. That's lovely for him. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't begin to tell you how lovely it is for him. But I will point out. I, I want to say that this is a science and comedy podcast, so I should be very ashamed. I did the the worst thing for that. I just before we started the recording, it I happened to see something flash past. I think. I think it was on Twitter. It was that fast. That's mm-hmm. where I got it from. And it just stuck in my head. A, a, bit, a faux fact, an incorrect factoid uh, went into my head and it just became truth because it was in my head. Yeah. I did not research beyond something I saw on Twitter. And later, uh, that's, that's how my brain... That's la- bad science, It's very bad, very, very bad. I should check my sources. V- more than one place. But what was awful about it was I saw a factoid, didn't think about it, and my brain immediately assumed it was true later on when I used my memory. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, yeah, it must be true because it's in my head. My head. It must be true. And I am the real font of information. But the fun thing was later on, see, normal times, people do this all the time. Humans make these sort of things. They don't normally put it on a podcast and send it out into the no, universe. No, they don't. So no, you do silly things, and later on you go, oh, that was a bit of a stupid idea. That, oh, that's, of course that's wrong. But, of course, I recorded it yeah. for posterity. Yeah. And you even set up the, like this thing at the beginning of the podcast where I get to call you up on it. Yeah. Call you up on it. <sighs> okay, so that was wrong. What you said was wrong. Okay, now we can yeah. move on. Excellent. Next thing. Ne- the, the, the email that went out <laughs> was, uh, was this. An interesting fact about August 2010. This August has five Sundays, five Mondays, and five Tuesdays, all in one month. This happens only yes. once in 823 years. Ba-bow. Now, that's not true either. Really? Yes. <laughs> None of it's true. That email comes out, goes out yes. fairly occasionally. <sighs> and when I was editing it, I thought to myself, you know, five weekends in a row, that would happen all the time. Mm, it, like, yes. all it has to do is you have to have any month that has 30 or 31 days in it mm-hmm. start on a Friday. Or the 31 ones start on a Thursday. Yes. Or a Friday. And and that must happen all the time. It's, it's well, let's just say I'm going to go on a limb and say less than once in every 823 years. Yeah, that's... that's that would be that would be a good guess. So once that's a very thick limb to go out on. <laughs> that's, a very like a, that's like a second tree look, growing out of the first after tree. After I climbed out on the Twitter twig and yes. fell to my death, yes. I am now sitting very safely on the main trunk of knowledge. Yes. And basic math. So it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But five Sundays, five Mondays, five Tuesdays, all in one month, can only happen in a month with thirty one days. Right. 
And it will only happen if that month begins on a Sunday. And now, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. 30 days, half September, April, June and November. All the rest have 31 except except February, February, which is 28 days days clear and 29 each leap year. Damn. Yeah. There you go. I always remember it's Thank programmed you. Grade into my grade head. teacher. <laughs> I know. Who says rote learning is useless? Okay, so what I figured out is that next May mm-hmm. there will be May 2011 for those listening in the future, which is everyone <gasps> except for me. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, I'm very me? special. You don't listen to yourself. So <laughs> next May the month starts on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and so you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you have five sets of three all in that month. Right. So that's less than a year you have. To yes, pay. yes. But of cool. course, even if you didn't know that, even if you went, okay, well, I know it seems like these things could happen all the time, but maybe there is a pattern which I'm missing out on. Yes. And haven't quite thought through. That means that it literally won't happen for eight hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. 23 years, the calendar repeats every 28 years. 28 years. So if you've got a calendar from 28 years ago, it's exactly the same as it is now. Store up those calendars, folks. Yeah, store them up. (laughs) Port them away. Lots of paper underneath. Easy to burn paper underneath (laughs) your house. That'll be gangbusters. Especially Uh, it's impregnated with chemical compounds that also burn easily. So, in 28 years, I... 2038, Mm -hmm. the layout of all the days in the calendar will be exactly the same. And it will continue to happen every 28 years. Right. Ad infinitum. (sighs) Until they change... also wrong. Until they... (laughs) No, it's still wrong. If they change the the calendar? Why would they change? Well, they have. Gregorian calendar? Well, yeah, they would. But even on our calendar, it would still change eventually. Because every 100 years, one of our leap years is not a leap year. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yes. And you're adding, so, yes, you're adding time as so well. So at the end mm-hmm. of a century, you don't have your leap year. Yes. Normally, leap year is designed as yeah. if it's divisible by four. So 2000 was technically divisible by four, but it was not a leap year. Yeah. There you go. Except that it was. Damn! Because every 400 years, uh-huh. you, you do keep the leap year. <laughs> This loop year thing's rubbish. So every three sets That's of 100 it. years... That's it. I'm inventing metric time. Metric months, metric days, metric hours. I just get one to ten. This this Babylonian rubbish that we've been basing it on for, for thousands of years, it's rubbish. Screw you, ancient Babylonians. What would you know about anything? Actually, it's really very good because 12 is much more easily divisible than 10 because 10 you can only divide in half into units of five and two. Five and two, yes. But 12, you can divide into quarters and into half and into thirds. It's the perfect <sighs> unit for nah, measuring time. Everyone says that. But then again, see, I, I'm, I'm going to argue that point. It's what you're used to because this is if you talk to people, we use Celsius in Australia, temperature-wise, yes. uh, but Americans use Fahrenheit. Yeah, and go had, on. And had arguments with people about this, and I'm saying, ridiculous, use Celsius. It's much easier and it makes much more sense. Mm-hmm. And people say, because I think it's, well, because Fahrenheit, as far as I'm aware, is based on salt water, where Celsius is actually based on fresh water. And, yep. But the argument back to that I got given was, well, no, Fahrenheit is actually closer to the body scale. So 100 degrees Fahrenheit is about 40 degrees Celsius, roughly. And that shows you how far a human being should be able to live in. So between zero and 100, I mean, zero Fahrenheit is quite low. It's negative 30, I think, something like that, or negative... Uh, I can't yes. So it's bloody cold to me. But what I'm saying is that's the human scale of existence. And if you can live inside that, that's why... But that's only... They've, that's called confirmation bias. They've just set yeah. up... They've just said, oh, that's what it is because that's what it... Looks that's like. important to me. Yeah, it's, but, but then again, my system's exactly the same. You know what's important to me? What's that? When my cooking's done and when it's going to burn. Well, yes. 200 degrees is very important to me. Yes, that's true. And in, in Celsius. In yeah. Celsius, yes. Not 500. And Anything above 40 is just too fucking hot. <laughs> 
Indeed. So I will take this walk of shame. See me walk now, shamefully. <sighs> Don't trust Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Don't trust the tweets. Don't trust anyone on Twitter. Anyone. Except us. Except smart enough to know better. S-E-2-K-B at. Was it the way around? No, at S-E-2-K-B. Jokes that don't work on the radio. What's got two thumbs and loves head jobs? <laughs> don't know. This guy. Uh, who? Uh, uh, that guy? No, 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 this guy. Oh, this guy over here. This guy. What guy? With the thumb. Where? Me. I'm giving the thumbs up and pointing at myself with my thumbs, you f***ing idiot. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's really funny. It preys on my instinct to assume you're talking about some other f- You! Oh, I want to tell you something interesting. Go on, then. Why I like science is a lot of people think that science is set. It's like a monolith, like, this is science. Here it is, and you can't ever Who change it. That? Lots of people do. Lots of people. They're idiots. Well, but <laughs> average people do think the science never They're changes. Average. That's, these are our listeners. These are the people we're trying to get on our board. Our listeners are not average. They're lo- they're sexy. They're sexy. They're sexy. I, and I, especially and especially especially you. Especially you. No 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 no. Not the person behind you. You. Yeah yeah you. Yeah. You listening right now? I'm talking. No you. Yeah you. Yeah you. You're charismatic too. That's, that's right. And you're also smart and wonderful and you're funny and you make me smile. You know the great. thing? Thing, is that that will actually help because oh. what we're doing is we're priming our listeners for for, for great things oh. in the same way that all of our guests prime you to use their very frustrating things that I have to edit out of the podcast. Thank you, Dan. Yes, we'll be editing that out of you're the like podcast. A, you're like a baby duck. No, what I like to say is I am a social chameleon. I like to make my guests feel at ease by very subconsciously taking on their mannerisms. You're, you're like an adorable plagiarist. That's, That's all you are. <laughs> Yes, you are. Mm, good. All right. Marvelous. Anyway, science. So, science. Yes. Giant monolith. People think it's, it can't ever be changed. So, sometimes we learn things, though. Certain facts come to light, and suddenly you have to maybe throw out the whole thing, like a whole new area just gets thrown away. Yes. Now, not saying this has happened yet, but there is a lot of uh, research at the moment. So there seems to be some evidence that the idea that all the physical laws of the universe are the same here and are the same everywhere in the universe yes. may not be true. Oh, yes, I've heard this. Oh, good. Excellent. So, it's I, I just... It blew my mind when you think about it because if you think about it in this world if you go well if you have a planet the same size as earth the same density as earth around a sun like the sun at the distance it'll all be kind of the same like if you mm. humans do quite well but they're saying well no 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 maybe not there seems to be evidence now that in certain parts of the universe these rules change yeah now the one they're talking about is the alpha constant which is the fine structure constant and this sets up the strength of electromagnetism oh, and they're okay. saying that an australian professor john webb from the university of new south wales so hooray for australia has checked the electromagnetic spectrum coming from 300 different galaxies. His evidence seems to be that this fine structure constant alpha is actually different in certain places. It should all be the same if yeah. all the laws are the same but he's saying no, no, they're different. They're slightly different by point point oh one percent or things like that. One in a hundred thousand so it's a very, very small difference. All right. But it does mean that it could be different everywhere we go. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. Now, what a lot of people are saying is if that was 4% different in the universe, that's much bigger than 1 in, one in 100,000. 100, yeah. But they're saying 4% difference would mean the stars couldn't form oxygen and carbon, which right. means they couldn't form life 
such as us yes. around, around them. Now, they're not saying it's that different, but if it's different by one in a hundred thousand, he's saying, well, it could be much more different elsewhere. Mm. He's saying we have to look into this, and if it's right, we have to throw away a lot of our rules because they don't work. Yeah. They only work here. They don't work across the universe, which may, might have implications for inflation theory for the start of the universe Ooh. and all that sort of thing right at the start. All sorts of weird and wonderful places will have to be revamped, thrown away. But a lot of other scientists have come out and said, ah, hmm, the difference is so small, maybe this is just error in data. So a lot of this data is being checked ah. and people are going over it and they're making their own measurements. So we will keep you appraised, gentle listener. Because mm. I think it's fascinating that this whole thing could be wrong. We could go, we know how the universe works. Ba-bow. No, we don't. Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, on any small system, there's no way to make sure that everything's exactly the same all the way throughout. Mm. Like you mix up a cake and you get lumpy bits in the cake. In, a, in any pond, there's war- the warm bit and the cool bit. Yes. And the urine. That's, right. That's the warm bit. That's the warm bit. Yes. But, so what, so what, are you, what are you implying with that? Well, maybe the universe is like a great big lake and there's the warm bit where we can live and there's the cold bit where stars can't even get started. Well, yes. Now, my big, that could be true. What's interesting in my mind is how people are going to try and use this. So certain religious groups are going to go, ah, look, look, the laws here are designed, fine-tuned for humans. Mm. But you go, no, 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 it's, humans are here because we could be here. Yeah. Because we couldn't be a parsec over because that was the, the quiet or the, the cold bit, as you called it. Yeah. And we couldn't be there because yeah. we couldn't evolve there. Nothing could have happened there. So if we were going to happen, we would have to happen in a place where we could happen. We could only exist where God weed. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know History. I'm your host, Trinity Fair. We're taking a look back at some of the historical events that have helped make September 19 memorable. And it was on this day in 1692 that Massachusetts farmer Giles Corey got a weight off his mind by refusing to confess during the Salem witch trials. Unfortunately, he got the weight on his chest in the form of heavy stones and died under judicial torture, refusing to enter a plea. On this day in 1893, New Zealand granted women suffrage, becoming the first country in the world to do so. Sisters of New Zealand, you now have the right to cast a vote in elections. mind that we can now run for the legislature and sup with our fellows in parliament to make decisions that will affect the lives and well-being of our compatriots? No, not until 1939. Well, that's about as progressive as a pug and shot. On this day in 1900, one of the great partnerships in criminal folklore was cemented when Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longbar robbed a bank in Nevada. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid would go on to achieve legendary status with their exploits as outlaws. Let's cross now to time-traveling reporter Girl Clumsy. Okay, so you want me to go out first? I'm going, I'm going out now. Finally, 
September 19 is International Talk Like a Pirate Day, a pop culture holiday that encourages people to shiver their timbers and revel in the language of swashbucklers and freebooters from times gone by. Due to keen enthusiasm and overindulgence, it's now immediately followed by International Get Treated for Alcoholism and Scurvy Day. I'm Trinity Fair, and this has been Smart Enough to Know History for September 19th. I have, want to tell you about a very, very exciting animal I discovered. Exciting! Yay! Animals! Is this going to be CryptoZoo, or is this a real animal? No, this is a real Ooh. animal. Ooh! Tell me about your real animals. Okay, there's a, there's a jellyfish Yay. called Turritoptus nutricula. Is this, the, is this the jellyfish that's immortal? It's immortal! <laughs> sorry, I just ruined your thing. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, go back to my say it again. I'll pretend I didn't hear it. It can't die. It can't die. Unlike my heart. <laughs> That so- can shatter into pieces. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dan. I have heard of this. Uh, You'd heard of the fine, uh, the fine structure constant. And I was just pretending I knew what. So <laughs> I sounded smarter. No, 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 no. It's, it's interesting. The audience might not have heard. This yes. is fantastic. It is a biologically immortal jellyfish. So how does that work, Dan? How does it, uh, okay. how do you be biologically immortal? So you get a jellyfish, and it has lots of little baby jellyfish. Well, no, hang on. I'm skipping ahead. Yes. You get a mummy jellyfish and a daddy jellyfish. Right. Uh, well, actually, that's probably not right either. I'm no. not sure about. Jellyfish. How do jellyfish make new jellyfish, Dan? Okay. I'm just going to double check to find out whether they <laughs> To are... Wikipedia! Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay. Apparently, they're, an ase- they're not an asexual being, they're a sexual being, and they lay eggs. Unlike me. What does that mean? I have no idea. You can't lay eggs. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so you lay... Mummy daddy jellyfish and daddy jellyfish have some sort of weird We don't talk about that. This, this, is a, uh, this is a family podcast, and therefore we're not going to talk about we're that. We're talking so. about how you make families. No, no, that's right. No, that's good. No, we, we're Families gonna... begin with dirty, dirty jungle sex. <laughs> Except for jellyfish, because how do they get into the jungles? Uh, they float up the Oh, that's a, you, now you're making confusing to solve. That's no, a, because ooh. jellyfish go up river to breed. Do they? Some of them all do. jellyfish? Yeah, some, some, not yeah, all of them. Some of them that was don't. a very wide jellyfish-shaped brush you just brushed all jellyfish with there. There's some deep sea pelagic jellyfish. That's how some of the uh, sex starts. <laughs> it's a big jellyfish brush. <laughs> so nice. At any rate, so these jellyfish lay little eggs, and a little tiny, teeny, tiny jellyfish oh. pop out, and they're so adorably cute, and, and they, they swim around, and they kill, and they kill, and they kill. And then they, they, they become sexually mature. Oh, and they start boom, learning how to play boom, the bass guitar. Boom, 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 and then boom, they, boom, boom. So the jellyfish uh, continue having sex and making more jellyfish. You're obsessed. But then they get to the end of their, their, their <laughs> KY jellyfish. Um, <laughs> hey! Okay, so they get to the end of their life, they're old man jellyfish, and they've mm. got like a jelly walking cane and stuff, and mm. they get around. And then they just drop off their tentacles, mm. and they just revert to being a baby jellyfish again. And then they just grow up, and they have more sex, and... On a cellular level, they actually go back to being a, a newborn. Baby, yes. A newborn. Yes, wow. everything just drifts off, and... I didn't, I didn't know that part of on it. On a cellular <laughs> level, they're brand new baby jellyfish. That's... And they grow up, and they get... So, you could have jellyfish that were born when this started happening and just are still alive today just doing the cycle. Only one tiny problem. What's that? Being a baby jellyfish yes. uh, involves being eaten by stuff a lot. Ah. <laughs> so when they lay like thousands and thousands of eggs, a couple of them survive till sexual maturity to yes. lay more eggs. Yes. So if you revert into a baby jellyfish... You're going to get eaten. One in a 2,000 chance... Uh, oh, sorry, 1,999 in 2,000 chance that you're going to get snatched up by a fishy. Another again. So you take your chance. You go, I've had a good life. But then it's better than having no chance. At the end of your life, you're like, I'm dying! Well, you have one in a 100,000 chance. 
chance of, of surviving another life. Better than zero chance. Yeah. I'd, I'll take that chance. Greg, you're dying right now, or you can go back to being a baby and throw it on the highway. I'll take that chance. You know, it's... it's, uh, it's the only thing is... <laughs> the only thing is, why would evolution allow that when it's when they're going to get eaten so often but don't know it seems that, like a lot of no that's the thing you're making it sound like evolution has a plan yeah well that's it's true just, it's just happened and it's worked, it was... it's worked very well for it therefore it's kept it going mm, maybe it was more effective at another time maybe but uh, no it's, it, but still it's, that's still remember it's each generation so if you have one in what did you say what, what, one, one in two thousand one in two thousand chance so one in two thousand that's going to increase each yeah. time you, you get a cone it won't just be a line of one in two thousand that one in two thousand has yeah. one and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it has more and more babies so in the end you get a bucket load more jellyfish and what I was reading about this this is what's happening because we're wiping out the natural predators anyway by overfishing so these damn things they're are delicious are, natural predators <laughs> they're doing their own thing and there's lots of them now so they were building up because we're, yeah. there's nothing to eat them. So it's worked very well for them. They're yeah. going to do their thing. Now, the question for me, I've always thought when I read about this is, okay, so your cells, think, think about the human version of that. So your cells regenerate and all the telomeres on, and, you know, on, on your cells, the, on, on your genes that the, the work out how many times the cell can actually replicate. Oh, yeah. that, that, that gets shorter and shorter in, in, on humans. Oh, yes. And then and the, you introduce more mutations. Well, you can once you start breaking it, once you start yeah. changing, I'm oh, sorry, uh, making, uh, splitting over and over again. And yes, all these problems but if you go back to being a, a newborn cells and all the you know stem cells and that sort of fun stuff all yeah. over your view what about your brain would i be would i live my life as gregoire i'd live my life and i go i make a podcast and i do my stuff yay and at the end of my life i press the, the code in my body and i revert back over a period of time back to a infant form would my brain hold all the information because i'm assuming the brain is going back to its first boot up state which means i'd lose everything i was uh well a lot of the stuff that you hold in your brain is electrical yes. pulses and... And there wouldn't be as many connections mm. in my brain. You see what I'm saying so here? So there's not enough brain to allow all the information. I, wonder, I reckon yes. you keep some of the information. May, but, but it'd probably be the deep set stuff that... Would it be me is what I'm trying to say. Yes, all the things in the back of my brain, all the fight and flight and that sort of stuff, all the crazy mm. stuff from my fish brain, my reptile brain and all the rest would keep all that. But I wonder all the, you know, uh, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Only Gone. Scraps. Yeah. But is that worth it then? So would you go through another life going, I have these weird memories memories of this other Worth man. Well, the species? Yes, it is. Well, I, I suppose, yes. The selfish gene? Yes, it is. Well, yeah, that's a good point, yes. But for the human being itself, this is not the best way of being immortal, because I think you just, you'd end up being a weird, no, you'd no. be a weird shadow of the who you were. The best way of being immortal, as you said last half podcast, putting your brain in a robot. Oh, sweet. Oh, I know. A big one. That's like, like one of them ones out of Judge Dredd. I read... <laughs> I read something very interesting, very uh, a book by China Mieville, um, a, a novel called Kraken, and I won't go into it. It's very good. Everyone should read Kraken if, if you like China Mieville. It's a very good book that he's uh, written. Now, in that, though, he has a, a character who teleports like in Star Trek, and I love the fact that China Mieville had very, and I had very similar ideas. Now, I love Star Trek, but I've always been terrified of transporting up and down the... Yes. Because it tears you apart on a molecular level, yep. fires you through space, and, yes. then, and, and puts you back together. You. And now, my, my part, my brain went, uh, th- you're, you're dead. Because I don't believe in a soul. I don't believe yeah. that. I believe that that what I am is what I am here, right in front of you, in front of you, dear listeners, listening, talking in your ear. Uh, so to be torn apart on a molecular level and not existing at any point in that, th- you, you don't exist anymore. You're just yeah. a stream of information. What what is recoded on the other end is not 
me. It's a perfect copy of me, but it's not me. So the mm. me here dies to be torn apart. Yep. It's just re-encoded somewhere else. Now, China Miebel in Kraken had exactly went down this path. This yes. guy, he was he was haunted by himself. I won't go too much because I don't want to give too much away in the book. But he's haunted. He's tra- teleported, transported himself so many times that now he's haunted by all his ghosts, which I think is a beautiful idea, who have come back and uh, stop killing uh, us! You murdered me! Us! Uh, you know, the, the one guy. So it's very cool. So I'm terrified of transporter technology. Thing is, with that thing with souls, yes. they would have to prove the existence of a soul yes. in order to get it to work if there was a soul, I'd imagine. Yes, I suppose so. Well, I mean, well, you'd have to be able to measure it. Yes. And if there was a soul, you'd have to be able to make some technology to move the soul from one place to the other place Maybe God. Else. Maybe God would do it for you. Maybe the soul just follows the body. I, look, it, it's, what, this is ridiculous. It's like what saying... What body? Well, it, it doesn't follow the body. It's a new body. It's new... Yes, but this, this is a ridiculous point because it's like saying what happens if inside of you there was a snuffleupagus or something. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean anything. It's like mm. a, it's, it's a... It's a nonsensical even... Indeed. You have to be able to measure it. Yes. And ah, some people would say they have. Have you heard of the tech experiments done right through the 20th century where they took people and they actually measured them just before Weighed they died? Them. Yes. And then asked oh, us after the, they died. Uh, 13. Uh, yeah, grams yes. And they, and they say... Them. And of course, it comes down to the measurements. There's no way you could get rid of all the, the bias and all the error. And the, the amount of grams compared to the human body. So uh, if you weigh 80 kilograms, 80,000 grams compared to 13, it, it's so stupidly small. And when they did these experiments... But you can measure that. People can measure you pretty can, amazing you can, things. But only, uh, this, this, the experiments were first done quite a long time ago. So, uh, and uh, even nowadays, you can't get rid of that bias. With a really big set of scales <laughs> going click, And click. also define the moment of death. Is it when you stop breathing? Ah, well, that's the trick, is it, isn't is it, it? Is it when you, your brain dies six minutes later? Is it when all the biological processes stop? Death is not a sort of an on-off thing. Mm. It takes a long time. Yeah, there, there's, there are levels of death. And there are levels of death you can come back from as well. So there mm. are points that you go, you're dead, but we can bring you back. And there are points where you're dead, but we really shouldn't bring you back because, well, you wouldn't be there anymore. Mm. You know and then there's dead, and you can't bring you back. And then there's further than that too, which is, you know, your, your chum. <laughs> What's the point where the blue ghost comes out of your body <laughs> damn you meddling kids daniel would you say grace please oh okay uh dear lord thank you for providing the food oh well no uh, kelly cooked the food and uh james bought it but thanks to the supermarket where they got it well no that that would be the Coles group, and they weren't really doing that for us. And they were trying to keep their profits up by staying competitive. Uh, thanks, God, for the farmers. Well, as to say, those farmers probably used free will to decide to be farmers, or they're just caught in a family habit and they're too scared to try something else. But thanks for the weather. It was fairly seasonable weather. I mean, there weren't any floods or firestorms or anything. And, but, you know, sometimes there are, and I guess, Lord, that's your decision. Part of your moving in mysterious ways thing, which is for the betterment of all mankind, except those people you kill. Although I guess they get into heaven, except for the ones who go to hell, but, but that's okay, because they're bad and deserve it. Except some of them are good but haven't accepted Jesus Christ into their lives. But more for them, eh? Except for those of them who would have accepted Jesus Christ into their lives before the natural end of their lives, but didn't manage to because you killed them first, and now they get an eternity of punishment. And because you're omniscient, you knew that would happen, but chose to kill them anyway. (coughs) Look, I'm rambling. 
basically, dear Lord, thanks for not being an intentional impediment to our continued survival and happiness. And thanks for not being a this time. Amen. Amen. Dan Beeson, it's time. It's time for you to prove your superior scientific knowledge as our competition continues. Our year-long battle of wills and scientific nous continues. At the moment, I'm at two. Yes. You're at one and a half, but I am one whole uh, test ahead of you, so really, I'm not feeling that confident at the moment. Well, I'm feeling pretty confident. Bring on your sinus. Science. <laughs> That's a good start. Okay, now, checking today, there are 490 exoplanets that we know of. Exoplanets being planets outside the solar system. Yeah, yeah no, I knew that. Okay, that's good. That's, you know, I wasn't going to ask you that bit. That, that, hey, interesting. that wide-eyed stare of horror <laughs> was about something else. Good, good. Now, an interesting side note before I ask you the question. You yeah. know how last podcast, the real podcast, three, we were discussing why Pluto is no longer a dwarf planet. In fact, that's yes. one of the questions you asked. It's because it, it makes itself into a ball. Yep. It does that. It that's goes called around hydrostatic equilibrium. equilibrium. It is very good. And the other thing is it goes around the sun. Yes. And the final one is it cleans out its orbit, but it yes. doesn't. That's why it's doesn't. not a planet. Now, the problem is calling, using that definition, any planet that we discover outside of the solar system can't be called a planet. Because well, it doesn't orbit well, our, our sun. sun. So that's why I, I don't know, uh, scientific community, I'm sure you've worked this out, but I went, hang on, your definition doesn't work for any other planet except for the solar system. Why are we so solar system centric? Yeah. I mean, really. Anyway, so I'm sure that, I'm sure much cleverer people have worked this out already, but. Uh, well, they don't even have a name for the sun yet. No, what's we established. Get, no, we, so. Chad. No, it's Chad. Yeah, it's we, Chad now. Chad now. We've got it. We, we, we claim that. Now, so these exoplanets, we'll go with exoplanets. 490 exoplanets have been discovered. That, yes. Which is an amazing number. That's of, a lot. And a lot of them are hot Jupiters, big, big, yeah, hot easy Jupiters. Easy to spot. Close to the, close to the sun, like yeah. running, well, they're the, the star. Hmm. Okay, so. You know why? Because the way that they've been finding them. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You might be answering the question. If you answer the question, then I won't give you the point until I ask the question. So, Dan Beeston. Yeah? Science says there's about 490 exoplanets. Yes. How do they know that? You will get a half point yeah. for each way that you tell me. Which, and, I, and I promise there are more than two. There are lots and lots of ways, and I will, that, you can get a lot of points. Each. Go! Okay. okay. Go! Number one, they can't see the planets very well because they're tiny, 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 and they're really far away. Yep. That's what makes them exo. So... Exo just means outside. Very outside. Exoskeleton. So exoplanet means it's outside the solar system. This is, this is not important. <laughs> what is important is that <laughs> these planets are big enough to make the suns around which they revolve wobble a little Ooh. bit. So they can see the sun shifting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yes. And so they can tell that... There is a big mass, like a big gravity well, that's pulling it from either side of it on at various points of time, which means there's something orbiting it and which they have figured out are planets. Excellent. That's okay. the first one. That's the first one. That's very good. Half, Half a point. point. Woo! Okay. Well done. Okay. Uh, that's called the Doppler method, by the way. Because the light changes from that star. As the star wobbles further away and comes closer again, it wobbles into the red and the blue light. Ah, yes. It shifts back and forth. Uh, and then we can detect that Doppler effect. And then we can work out, well, if the star is this big and if it's wobbling this much, therefore the planet must be this big Indeed. and this close. Okay. Now, the second way mm -hmm. that people have found a planet is they, they, they go out. Yes. Oh, he's getting... Oh, I can see beads of sweat. And, 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 <laughs> and they go, Come here! Come here, boy! Come here! <laughs> Come on! Come on! <laughs> and they did have for a while. Um, 
The third way. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. one point already. Uh, uh, the third way. <laughs> well, we don't, don't count your chickens. Uh, we will have checked Wikipedia for the dog whistling method. Okay. The third way uh, <laughs> is that they send out radio signals. Yes. And they bounce them off the planet and then they wait for 2,000 years for them to come back to them. All right, this isn't working as well as I'd hope. Space is big. Okay. Very, very big. So they listen for the radio signals of the stars because some stars send out... Stars send out ra- yeah, radio signals. It's just electro- they send out radiation. It's electromagnetic radiation. So yeah, what they do so. is they listen for the eclipses. They listen for that point where the, the electromagnetic radiation drops enough that they can actually hear the, the difference in value as the planets swing in front of them. Oh, you're so close with that one, but I'm not going to give it to you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's close, but it's not. So we've got, we've if got. If I was looking for a planet, if um, if okay. So what we what we've got here is you've you've come up with the Doppler method. So the yes. the wobble between the two, because when you have two masses, they don't one doesn't revolve around the other. They revolve around a, a central, central point. point. Yes. So the moon and the Earth don't happen to revolve around the Earth. The moon revolves and the Earth revolves around one point. It just happens that point is inside the the surface of the Earth. If you think about it, so the moon. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. You know what? I bet one of the ways is. What's that? I bet that some planets send out signals that we can hear, and then when they stop... No, no, no. You've got to remember the star is, is like a million times oh, yeah. brighter, because it's actually pumping out light, and the planet is only reflecting light from that star. It's swamped, absolutely swamped. We can't get signals at the moment with the technology we have right now. Can't get signals from the planets. Okay. Oh, Ooh. oh, I know. Oh, oh. oh stupid. You just, what you do um, is if, if a child comes in a capsule from, like, Krypton... <laughs> right, yes. Then you just ask him. Yes, but he's a baby. How would the, how would the baby know? Well, he goes through the wreck. He puts the crystals in the oh, crystals and he, the, he gets the um, he gets Jor-El to, your uncle, yeah. to ask Jor-El. Yes, ask so, Jor-El. So we've got the Doppler method. Yes. You've got the dog whistle. Dog whistle. And ask Jor-El. Ask an alien. Right, done. Easy. Let's go to Wikipedia. So in order... To prove how very clever you are and how very dumb I am, oh, you is... gave me the option yes. of winning four, four points. points. Four points. Well, according to Wikipedia, four, four points. points. Yes. And I, I'm going got to give you three of them. <laughs> I think you, I think you got one. No, well, not one point. I think you got okay. half a point. One half point. Yes. I got the Doppler method right. Exactly right. Yes. It's exactly very, right. Yes. And that's the most popular one. Yes. So that really counts for ninety percent. That yes, but still only worth half a point. <sighs> Sad, isn't it? Okay. Statistically, not that important. There's a whole bunch <laughs> of others. Uh, the transit method, where you look. At the sun. Dan mixed up the transit method with the pulsar timing yes. method, which is about hearing and listening. And the only reason I'm being a, a total, total bastard on this is because you're a total bastard to me with hydrostatic equilibrium, where I, I actually worked it all out, but you wouldn't give it to me because I wasn't... You wasn't, weren't very good at it. I wasn't, um, I wasn't according to you, uh, scientific <sighs> enough. So I'm just, I'm just turnabout is fair play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fine. <laughs> That's still half a point. Yeah. Oh, and there is no such thing as the dog whistling method, though I think scientists should probably try it. I think I quite like the dog whistling method. Uh, in yes. space, no one can hear your dog whistle. Yes, yes. And what was the other one? Oh, yeah, ask an alien. Oh, that, ask that an wasn't, alien. Yeah, Don't there we go. That on there. No, maybe, maybe, Dan, that could be the Beeston method. Maybe that you could start that. 
You right. shoot that. All you have to do is go find an alien. Oh, it's just theory at the moment. There's plenty of brands for theories. That's, <laughs> That's all science. This is theories. I think we should start in Kansas, in, um. in the in the cornfields and the wheat fields, whatever the fields they have. There. So that means that after four rounds, yes. you've got two points. Yes. And I've got two points. Well, is, is it four? It is. Oh, well, one, we have two rounds each, basically. Yes. Yes, yes. two rounds each. We are, we are neck and neck at this point. It's anyone's game! Uh, and we still haven't got our... Uh, our for, forfeit. Our forfeit. No. we the end of the year. One of our... One of listeners uh, by the name of Chris has written in and emailed and said that maybe whoever loses has to do the podcast sleep deprived. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't count because you're always sleep deprived. <laughs> you don't sleep. Well, you no, know, well, it's it's I have to watch the world, but no, it's also I I'm not that happy with that one. Even even that aside, only because I it would be like doing it drunk. And I think, I, for the listener, I think we should, with striving for quality. So, so I hang, on, hang on, I'm just going to have another mouthful of wine. <laughs> that's, that's striving for quality. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, send in your ideas for our forfeit at the end of the year. What we have to do that's science-based. Yes, we need to know. What does Dan have to do when he fails I, utterly? Your arrogance will be your undoing. <laughs> well, you, you go ask Joel about my arrogance. Huh? Oh, I... He doesn't exist. <laughs> so, did you enjoy Inception? No, not at all. It was too complex and just too confusing. Really? It's not that complicated. It's just a dream within a dream no, within a... No, don't. I don't bother trying to explain it to me. Other people have already tried. I just don't understand it. It's an overly complex film, and I want to put it behind me. But it's just... No, a... I'm happy playing with my new doll. Oh. Oh, you've got a Russian doll. Oh, yeah, it's from Russia. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's a particular sort of doll. Give it here. Watch. Oh, wow! I didn't know it could do that. There's a second doll inside the first one. Well, it's nothing. Watch this. What? What? I, you took the doll out, but I, I didn't see you put it back inside first. Are there three dolls? How? how... And inside the third doll... Ah! You, you, I don't understand what's happening. There's too many of them. I, I don't, I, I can't. Dude, they're just nested dolls. Dan? Dan? Oh, Christ. Call an ambulance! I've got something to show you. Another thing. Something that will make you very angry indeed. (laughs) It's called the Creation Minute. Oh, no. And this guy... What is it? It's a set of six YouTube videos that only last a minute. The production values are insane. It's like he actually had God as his CGI (laughs) artist. So I'm going to show you a creation minute video, and I want to find out your reaction to it. I look forward to seeing this rubbish. Welcome to Creation Minute. I'm Eric Hoven. How old is the Earth? Evolution has claimed it's 4.6 billion years old. But what does the evidence say? Let's take a look. There are so many evidences of a young Earth. The Methuselah tree, the Great Barrier Reef, erosion rates. Continents are eroding at a rate that would level them in just 25 million years. We've got comets in our solar system, but they only last 100,000 years. Why do we still have comets? 
Sahara Desert is growing, oil is still under pressure, Earth's magnetic field is actually getting weaker, putting a maximum age of 25,000 years on it. Earth's rotation is slowing down, the moon is receding, the human population is at six and a half billion. Trace that backwards, it all started 4,400 years ago, right when the Bible says the flood occurred. Why? Because the Earth is young, not old. To learn more about creation, visit us at creationminute.com. 60 seconds of anger. Oh, that's so annoying. That's that's making all these claims that, I don't know. If you, if they're you not to, claims. They're facts. They're, he's declaring them facts. And he's saying, oh, well, what was the one? He went, oh, yes. erosion rates. Well, there is, but there's, there's uplift as well. There's things happening inside the earth, pushing mountains up as as some of them are being worn down. There's mm. still, the, the planet's not dead. Yeah, well, it's the, doing its thing. All of those, all of those oh. 13.4 grams of souls going into the center <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> Look, look, don't, don't, give it, don't make up. me happy about this. I'm, that's, no, no, I'm, that's annoying. That's really annoying. Because you can't argue, or you can. I can argue every one of those points. What were they? Just go through them quickly. Uh, erosion rates? We've done erosion rates. What's uh, the other one? Comets. Comets. Oh, yeah, comets. Uh, they, they, they go away after 100,000 years. Where'd that number come from? I don't know. The well, point is, uh, comets also come from the Kuiper belt and then the Oort cloud outside. We're surrounded by this big icy world, theoretically. I will say that. I mean, we don't know definite, but you know the Kuiper belt's definitely there, and the Oort cloud is pretty much they know it's there. I haven't sighted it yet, but that's because it's too bloody far away. Yep. But these damn things come in because they, they get perturbed and then these rocks come flying in and these ice balls come charging in. So the last 100,000 years, there's bucket loads of them. Yeah. There's but endless when we numbers. See them, they're all hot and all of this stuff is escaping off them. Yes. And so it's burning and burning away. Well, not, so yeah, eventually it's, it's, there'll be nothing left. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does happen. That's right. And, com and comets too. They constantly are breaking up into the sun or running into Jupiter. Recently but one if, ran if into Jupiter. This, if all this matter is coming off them yes. all the time, then and they only last 100,000 years, then they must only be 100,000 years old at the max. But that's okay. That one is 100,000 years old. The one that's close to the heat source yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly that's started the, that's to that's spout right. off all this matter. Yes. That's the so you're, what you're uh, saying is that the ones that are away from suns don't actually get hot don't, and evaporate. No, that's exactly right. They don't sublimate. They don't go from a, from a, a solid to a, to a gas form. So or you're saying that through. when water is in a sub-zero environment, <laughs> that's right. it doesn't actually change from ice. That's right. Right. Yes. Okay. It's just, okay. ah, what's another good one? The, the, the population density, or oh, population of the Earth is 6 billion years. It's actually closer to 7 billion, but you horrible man. But anyway, uh, the the problem with that, he's assuming there's a linear a linear increase of populations. He's yeah. taken the population and he's gone oh well it was you know 6,000 years ago or whatever it was. And well, she didn't even say that. He said it was 44,000 years. So he tried to tell 4, us... 4,400. 4,400 years. Okay, yes. but you go, there, no, it's it's a curve. It's like we had 3 billion people about 50 years ago. Like it, 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 we've increased oh, that number might be slightly no, wrong no, three, by the way. When I was a kid it was 3 billion. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit higher than that. But it's, we're going up know, a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's In 100 years we've gone more than a billion people. Mm. And this that's is, after we invented condoms. That's right. <laughs> we invented condoms and then there were so many more children. What the fuck happened? <laughs> this is annoying. It's asymptotic curves and uh, what's another good one? He, he, oh, you talk about oil being under pressure still. But it's because it's still being made. It didn't just get put in the ground by God and just stayed there. It, it's still being created. Like under pressure. Be... There's a lot of the planet yes. on top of it. That's right. Well, uh, anyway, just the whole thing's annoying. That's a very annoying... Don't go look 
look at it. We'll put it in the, in the link notes. But by God, don't go there. Or if you do go there, go and yell at it like I'm yelling at it right now. Thank yeah. you, Dan, for making me angry. And there are five more of them no, to show you. No. I oh, I can't wait to show you the Grand Canyon one. Oh, that, that, oh the whole flood, the mighty flood thing. And oh, the water came down and smashed it out in more than 30 seconds. Like, screw you. Anyway. Actually, you want me uh, to tell you the Grand Canyon one? Oh, please do. Okay, so the Grand Canyon can't possibly have been made by erosion because the river that runs through the Grand Canyon is 300 feet down. How is it going to erode the top part of the canyon? (laughs) He did not say that. I'll show you. Oh, my God. Welcome to Creation Minute. I'm Eric Hoven. Ah, the Grand Canyon. 277 miles long, 10 to 18 miles wide, and more than a mile deep. That's impressive. In the bottom is the Colorado River. You know, some scientists suggest the Colorado River formed the Grand Canyon over millions of years. But take a look at these facts to see it from a different perspective. The Colorado River enters the canyon 2,800 feet above sea level. It exits the canyon 1,800 feet above sea level. And the top of Grand Canyon is 7,000 feet above sea level. So you tell me, did the river flow uphill for millions of years to carve out the Grand Canyon? Or is it possible that the Grand Canyon is the result of a Noah's flood? To learn more about creation, visit us at creationminute.com. I told you. Oh, I just thought that's... uh, You know what really, really, really gets my goat out of all this? Beyond the the total faux science that he's trying to spout. He's not even funny science. He just goes, oh, they're wrong. And it could just be a supernatural event. Come and learn more. You're like that. That just because you mm. say something doesn't make it true. What really gets my goat at all these sort of people is they they go, oh, science is wrong. Now I'm using this amazing scientific invention to tell you that science is wrong. As in the internet yeah. and computers and and mass media and ICTs. I, I just go, how dare you use the fruits of humans and the fruits of the brain of the human being and go, oh, you know, and and and, and God, I'm so angry. I can't even put a sentence together. People go and they use what we've learned and all the science mm-hmm. we've learned, transistors and all the rest. To denounce it all and say how it's all rubbish and how humans are no good and we didn't do any of it and, and that the, the world doesn't work that way and you're like damn you go back to your caves defecating on the shoulders of giants <laughs> oh that's incredibly annoying but look hey we live in a society where people are allowed to say what they want to say so i will defend his right to say it i just won't be happy about it and i won't sit back and just i'm gonna say it now this man this creation minute is rubbish I accept your right to an incorrect opinion. Well, yeah, it's, it's just an opinion. that You're allowed to have an opinion, but back it up with some facts. The money that's gone into and it. And everything he said, people always go, well, you've never, you've never answered that question before. And you go, well, maybe Gregoire and Dan Beeston haven't answered it, like in the man who yells at me from the computer screen. But science actually has. When you go and research all this stuff about the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and about the age of the universe or oil under pressure, a lot of amazing geologists and, and physicists and chemists have actually gone, actually, it's, here's the answer. And they did it like decades ago. But these same trite, crap questions are brought up over and over again. And someone just walks into a lecture room and goes, oh, what about the Grand Canyon. And if you don't know, like if you're new to the scene, like if you're a younger person who hasn't learned it, you go, oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, this has all been answered. This yeah. has been answered. These questions have been thrown down and, and thrown away. And it's just annoying that we had to come and go, no, 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 we did that. You, you, what you want to say is, oh, are you, are you coming and give the same questions? It's like when someone goes to a forum and they start a new thread that's been asked many, many times oh, before. Yes. You normally just get a, please go to this thread yeah. and it's been answered. So we have to start doing that. We answered that. Go see Dr. Blah's papers on Blah and it'll all be explained. There 
There you go. We should write a Bible with the hyperlinks to... The secular Bible. Secular Bible. But just get the original Bible, but then just have hyperlinks that discredits every single bit. (laughs) That won't go badly. That won't go badly. No one will get a fatwa on them. No one will be murdered or crucified or anything. So, you've been assaulting me with your musical taste. I've been the podcast DJ, thank you very much. That's right. In Uh, the house! This week, I am going to provide you with a piece of amazing, artistic, (sighs) meritful... Orchestral I don't trust musicality. You. I don't trust you. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, give me some craziness, aren't you? It's a little bit crazy Ooh. and a little bit electro funk. Ooh, electro funk. After you dissed Mr. George Rab last time and said that he was a nerd, I'm looking forward it's, to what you give me. It's not a proper diss if you buy the album. So, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, I think that's how that works. <laughs>
that was Robot High School by My Robot Friend. That's what great... did you think of that? I liked it. I liked the electro-funkiness of it, but I, it's a sad indictment on modern education, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. That, part of me just goes, but this is an education system that's actually done very well uh, across the Western world to make people achieve as much as they have. How can you say that when that man is dressed with a Christmas cake on his head? He looked like, I must admit, he looked like Devo gone incredibly wrong. <laughs> like he's like, exploded Devo! Yeah. If you like the song at all, or even if you didn't like it, you'll love it when you see the clip. The <laughs> clip is phenomenal. Look, I thought it was a very interesting song. It was very good. But I have, I have strong views about education, modern education. I think it's a very good thing. Though I think it can be better, and it should be better funded. But I think that education is not actually that bad. Well, I'll listen to that and then process it using my metal heart. <laughs> You have been listening to Smart Enough No Better, episode 4.0. 4.0! I'm Dan Beeston. And I'm Greg Waugh. If you have enjoyed the podcast and you would like to get involved in the exciting production... Contact us! Elements, you must contact us. Send email to dan at smartenough.org. Or greg at smartenough.org. Or jump into our forums. Go down to the bottom of the page and click on community and go into the forums and ask questions. And if you want a card, send us envelope or an, env- or an envelope or an envelope with your address on or just send us your address and we'll send you some exciting new smart enough to know better cards. Don't send us an envelope. Don't send Don't send, send us an, an email. Envelope. Send, an e- send an email oh, with sorry. your address. You're the tech person. I'm sorry. Send us a Bakelite cylinder with engraved on us some music which will give you the notes that spell out get your a, address. Get a gold record. Put it on a rocket and send it to us. And, <laughs> and we'll we... catch it in the smart enough to know better blimp. Yes. And send you a envelope full of cards. And you were going for a really crisp, clean ending, and now we've totally buggered it up. I think that that's how it's going to work. Woo! Yay! Close that door and, uh, boom. Boom's your uncle. Someone's uncle. I have many uncles. Too many uncles. Well, not for long. And most of them are fat mammals. Yes, la 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 la. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. Ba ba ba. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. They're so fat. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. They're so fat. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. They're fat. Boom 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 boom. Well, at least we've got the theme song for the show worked out. Ok, attention. 1, 2, 3. Grégoire et Dan Beeston sont sûrement plus intelligents que ça. Ok, désolé, c'est moi qui me marre. Attention. The largest land-based predator, predator. is a bear. Is a bear. Yep. Is it? Yep. They're big. They're big. They're, and then they're fast. They can... Don't outrun... You outrun bears. Yeah, don't you don't You're run. done. They outrun deer. I, I went they to Canada. They hunt deer down. So yeah. I went to Canada... And I was up in the mountains, and mm. I was talking to the girl at the shop, and she said, oh, you should go down to the lake. And I'm like, I, I don't know anything about the landscape here. Yes. It's my first week in North America. Yeah. There are, like, bears and stuff. And mm. she goes, yeah, yeah, but I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I said, but yes. I, don't, I don't know the first thing about bears. Yes. She goes, oh, there's nothing to know. I said, <gasps> yeah, but, but like, you, if you see a black bear, yes. like, you're not supposed to... Like, you're not supposed to run away. She's like, oh, God, no, don't run away from it. <laughs> like, this is the shit that I need to know. She assumed she assumed that thing, that bit of data that every Canadian has injected yeah. in their brain from birth. Of course you'd have, because obviously Australians have bears. Yeah. But we don't. Uh, we well, we do, but they uh, come at you from above. 
Oh, yes, that's no. true. That's true. Yes, that hoary chestnut. <laughs> Hoop snakes. I dated a hoary chestnut once. A, they can be shaved. Fat mammals. Fat mammals. Boom, boom, boom. Fat mammals. They're overhead now. <laughs> 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 